Sure. So welcome back to Zombie Squad Cast. And this episode, I have Crystal Day. And Crystal was, uh, an, I, I worked with Crystal on a short film that I wrote and directed and uh, casted her. And we worked together, I think, uh, maybe a day or two on um, an ultra low budget, ultra short film that uh, I finally pulled the trigger on. So we shot that about two years ago. And finally on this quarantine, I'm finally getting around to editing it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so we, we, we can discuss that a little bit um, because that's actually uh, a part of the discussion as far as quarantine goes. And uh, we can discuss, so um, I know for a fact you and I worked prior to that short film on a couple of those ID crime shows maybe? I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, so Crystal, if you don't mind, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do and maybe what you've been doing during the quarantine. Yeah. So uh, as Glenn said, my name is Crystal Day and um, I am an actor in the DMV area. Um, I work on a variety of on-camera projects, uh, mostly film related, though some theater too. Uh, commercials, television shows like Siren shows, uh, Glenn oh, yeah. and I have both been a part of. Um, also, you know, short films, feature films, indie films, um, and of course, like PSAs and industrials, and sometimes the pleasure of music videos too. Awesome. Um, and so, when I'm not doing that to sort of pay the bills and to make do, uh, I'm a marketing specialist and I do or execute um, different types or varieties of marketing events. So, on off premise events, um and yeah that sort of balances out to be sort of a full-time thing for me um but in light of quarantine um throughout the past month that has taken a huge hit and my entire schedule and kind of life as i know it has changed dramatically yeah um, yeah absolutely yeah. i understand yeah so um so marketing so i maybe with that kind of business, you're still able to stay relatively busy uh, digitally, um, online, socially, uh, uh, internet-wise. Is that? So there is that option. There are um, those within marketing, more like influencers and those who are doing more remote booking and that sort of thing who can um, probably would capitalize off of quarantine. Though, what I do is more experiential marketing. So it's more like out in the field, you know, yeah. interacting with consumers, um, actually having a positive influence um, from the brand and to consumers and getting that like that product um, more exposure to consumers. Sure. But I do involve people. <laughs> basically. Okay. It's like, so um, yeah, that's kind of been uh that has been definitely a challenge in terms of keeping that going. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, as of right now, that has kind of been put on pause. I actually had just gotten a position offer um, right before quarantine officially started with a marketing company, um, just doing promotions throughout this area um, and in Richmond. And that start date has been like pushed back for some sure. time, actually in-person engagements. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. And, and it, it, this has definitely had an impact. If you want to, if you could delve maybe further into how this has professionally impacted you, the, the quarantine and the, and the shelter in place. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm used to working on a variety of different projects per week, you know, traveling to gigs, traveling to shoots, um, traveling to different events, like, my life tends to be pretty busy, you know? I'm very rarely home. If I am, it's mostly to sleep. Like my roommates know, like I'm, I'm usually working. <laughs> so um, this has definitely been very impactful um, on my day to day. Uh, as a result, I really haven't done work. I haven't actually worked different events or different shoots. I haven't had the ability to, though I did do a self-tape audition actually um, a week or two ago. So. I've still been looking at scripts and still kind of been um, doing more solo, like self-taping. And that's, that's been great um, to have that option. Um, but in terms of, yeah, actual execution of shoots and, and gigs, not so much. So um, it's been a lot of, 
a lot of uh, time to sort of reflect on what I want to do going forward and oh, yeah. just where I am currently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, me and the wife, uh, we just had a first child and we brought the kid, we brought the kid home uh, March 4th or 5th. And, and so, you know, we've, we've been lucky in that regard to where we have our hands full, we're, we're occupied, we're busy. We're still stuck in the house all day, every day. And, uh, you know, we still sometimes feel like everything's mundane and it's just the same routine and there's no change. But, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky to just always have sort of a brighter side type of attitude and, you know, just, you know, take advantage of every second we have the kid. And like I mentioned before, you know, we, we, uh, with the film that, that you and I, um, and the rest of the crew shot two years ago. That's on my slate of, of projects to edit, you know, during this downtime, just being stuck in the house. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up, I'm wrapping up two, I'm wrap, I just wrapped up one series that I shot before the quarantine, wrapping up the second series, gonna wrap up the short film, uh, Fear This, that, that we did two years ago, two Aprils ago. April, Wow. I think it was April 2018 that we shot and uh, you know, th due to so many technical difficulties, you know, uh, I'm sure you're aware the sound guy on that film, the sound guy dropped out uh, a week before we shot. So that's why I wired you up, you know, with a recorder and I let it run throughout all the takes. I just let that one recorder run. So it's one hour long audio file of your dialogue for all these different takes. So I have to go back and figure out where this audio chunk goes to this take and this audio chunk goes to this take. So it's, that's been a whole process. And yeah, so, so finally I'm getting, uh, I, I've got some uh, opportunity to finish this up. And, uh, and then after that, there's a documentary that, I, that I've shot uh, over the course of three years That's that I'm awesome. finally. Very cool. Like yeah, so, it, so it's, taking advantage, it's taking advantage of this downtime. Um, how would you say personally you've been affected? So I think you might be the first person I've spoke to that you live with roommates? I do. Yeah, so how would you say personally this, this quarantine's taken an effect? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. Honestly, I think um, there's no way anyone can sort of, I guess, get out of this quarantine without being personally affected. Like it's changed so much in terms of the about this yesterday. And that's a big thing that I've, um, kind of encountered and I've, I've always had like very close friendships and and um just just like meaningful dialogue with friends but i think that's sort of become um perpetuated with this quarantine and um i've actually noticed i've fostered very deep connections over the past like couple of weeks after all this has started and you know you're quarantined with roommates you know and and you're you're living with each other and um, you know what they're doing, what they're about, and, and you're uh, surrounded with them at all times and all hours. But, you know, um, I found that, like, we have a really good dynamic and things, you know, we're able to cohabit really in a very positive way. So I'm lucky. <laughs> um, and, you know, one of my roommates is actually one of my best friends, too. Um, and we both dance together. And Every Tuesday, just kind of establish some sense of scheduling. Um, we do our dance, like choreography rehearsals together, and so um, that and kind of as much as possible. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of other personal, like like interpersonal relationships. I've become a lot closer with some people and, you know, in a way, Glenn, it's actually um, made things a lot clearer. Like quarantine has actually um, shifted my thinking in terms of who are the people that really um, are a big part of my life and who matter and who care and are concerned because at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I'm lucky to, well, I've mentioned numerous times on this show before that we're, we're, we're still blessed that we have the technology we have today. I can only imagine, you know, how people would have handled this in the 80s or 90s 
even early 2000s, but we uh, set aside the the Netflix, the Hulu, the YouTube, the things that can keep us occupied and entertained and keep our minds off of it. Uh, digital, you know, eBooks and Kindles and things of that nature. We have, we have Google Hangouts, we have Skype, we have Zoom, we have FaceTime, uh, Facebook, you know, all these different apps and, and uh, digital, digital services and technologies to keep us in touch and keep us, keep us connected with those that we care about. And, and it, you know, years ago, it might've been, you know, a, a select few, but still we can stay in touch with just about everybody we stayed in touch with uh, a year ago, um, you know, weeks ago, months ago, uh, essentially to the same level because there were criticisms, uh, a previous guest of mine on, on, on here, we discussed that, you know, there's always these criticisms that we have our noses, you know, stuck to our phones. And now that is the way that we're staying connected and yeah. staying and, and staying ground. We're actually staying grounded through that technology. What what used to what used to disassociate us from society previously is now keeping society implanted. And also, it's important for us to remember to go out. To, we can still go outside and go for a jog and go for a walk as long as we keep our social distancing. But we realize now that from a distance, we're having person-to-person conversations with neighbors that we never did before with uh with strangers on the street that want to take a look at the kid from a distance my kid from a distance and and you know share you know the, the, the details about the kid and and share, and they'll share their details about maybe their grandkids and their kids kids and things of that nature so yeah it's i think i think this is going to kind of reshape reshape our society and, and but always i always think for a better because you know at least America, if not the whole world, has always adapted and overcome and evolved to, for better, I think. Um, and yeah, you know, like uh, before we had 9-11, I mean, I don't want to get too political and stuff like that, but before we had 9-11 and, and, and from 9-11, we had the Patriot Act and there might've been a, num- there might've been a number of criticisms with that, but unbeknownst to us, this nation that might be safer because of the Patriot Act. So there's always criticisms and then there's always the benefit there's always the pros, there's always the cons, and with something like this, there's always a number of cons, but there might be a bunch of pros, there might be a bunch of future pros. There could be a bunch of future cons. We might reevaluate how we, you know, interact and get involved with each other. Um, but yeah, that's great. So you have, you have your dance thing. If you uh, go into more detail, there was a little bit of an internet hiccup there. If you want to go into more detail with your dance, uh, your, your, your online dance thing. Sure. Um, so yeah, I actually am part of a uh, dance team uh, in town here, um, where my my roommate and I. She's actually the, uh, I guess the team sort of like captain, and so she comes up with a choreography, um, and basically we have about six weeks typically. Uh, of course, that's been extended now because of quarantine. But um, we were actually towards the end of learning a routine, and it involves different steps um, and incorporates different bachata moves, which is a Latin style dance, and okay. also zouk, which is a Brazilian uh, dance form. And so we compiled both moves um, from those dance forms, and then um, basically, uh, yeah, performed that. And so we've um, just been practicing and rehearsing every Tuesday to try and fine tune and keep everything as uh, polished as possible while this is going on so that when quarantine is finally lifted, um, we can perform and uh, yeah, make that happen. Yeah, so like, and and like I said before, working on these projects now so that once the floodgates open, you go out and you you and your team are just ready to like kick ass at the dance competition, you know, in my case, you know, editing these things now so that I have some sort of a product, some sort of a brand now that I've built here under different circumstances. Maybe I found a hack. You found a hack to still pull off your dance team and then you, then you can kick it into overdrive once we're out, we're out the doors. Um, I can pitch my projects to producers to do it in a much bigger budgeted way, actual film crew, actors, crew members on set, you know, explosions, maybe who, what, what, who knows what the, the, the production might entail, but yeah, once, once those floodgates open, we're out there and we're actually taking, 
these projects to the next level because we have so much time to find a hack, to find a quarantine hack, a, a, a work from home type of hack. Um, yeah. So also have you, you, you mentioned still doing video submissions. Are you doing voiceover work or anything like that? Yeah, it's a great question, Glenn. Yeah, I've actually, um, I would love to do more voiceover. It's always been something I've found a lot of interest in, um, but it's, it's mostly projects for um, feature films. Uh, mm -hmm. There's one actually filming, hopefully, uh, God willing, this coming uh, like late June, July um, in the Northern Virginia, DC area. Um, and actually is, uh, friends with um, one of my good friends who have worked within the industry um, and he's written uh, yeah I guess a feature and uh, I spoke with him about this sort of uh, just at the beginning of quarantine and you know nothing is finalized yet but just just auditioning for that and it was great to be able to just like sink my teeth into some sides and yeah. sort of yeah, just sort of delve into it and um, develop a character, you know, of course, going through the whole process of self-taping, um, memorizing, memorizing dialogue, uh, you know, filming and editing, like all of that, which I've kind of done for, for a long time, um, probably for half of my acting career. But uh, yeah, it, it was, it is great to be able to do that. And so, I've still actually been getting emails from agents and um, other production companies about projects. And there's, there's a chance that, um, you know, social distancing wise, uh, there's a shoot happening <laughs> next weekend um, that might be shot outside just everyone at a distance because there's an independent film that I was a part of that we were supposed to wrap on quite a while ago. And um, my director actually texted me a couple of days ago and was like, yeah, uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, we were hoping to finally get the last day of principal photography wrapped. Are you comfortable filming, you know, um, actually, yeah, going out and, and taking care of that? So that might be something that happens next weekend. Yeah, and, and, and you raise another good technical point of how just to take a long lens, using a longer lens on cameras and just having someone further out uh, the crew is just further distance and, and we might we might not be lav micing people anymore the clip on mic we might be booming people again from a distance maybe uh a, a more uh i forget the name of it but it's a you know it's a specific boom mic that's just much sharper much more expensive and these long lenses are more expensive but if you put the budget into that and you find other workarounds and other hacks on this production and just have the, the actors just going to have to stand further away. Uh, maybe, you know, how back in the day they would slate with the, with the clapper, with the slate, you know, scene one, take one, et cetera. And there's, there's a bunch of different ways to kind of figure that out on how to do that with still people on set on location. But yeah, your trailer is now going to be your car you might be responsible for bringing your own drinks, your own makeup, your own crafty. Maybe the person can Venmo you, a, Venmo you an additional stipend for having to bring your own food, your own lunch, you know, throw an extra 10 bucks because you had to bring granola bars and your own mm -hmm. Red Bulls or whatever, bottled water, whatever it is. And, and those are some little, little extra changes to the production. So it'll be easier on a producer and a PA. PA doesn't have to go out and get coffees and Red Bulls. The actors gonna have to bring their own stuff, throw them a few extra bucks instead of production going out and buying that. So, right. yeah, I mean that's definitely a, a different take on how to pull off an on on set on location shoot. Um, my last gig as an actor on set was, I think March 11th was with a uh, Storyhouse. Well, I don't think it was Storyhouse or Sirens, but it was a crime show. I think it was the new one, Wide Net. Wide and, Net, yes. And you know Jason Nunez. He's on every other uh, Latin, uh, Hispanic guy, uh, beard, kind of long hair. He's like the he's like the first AD on every other crime show in the area. He was always he was always with Sirens. When Sirens left, he jumped with uh, I think uh, Storyhouse and Wide Net and all the other shows being shot in the area. Um, 
but yeah, he was on there. Everybody, this was this was around the time when people were still doing the elbow bumps. Yep. And they had you know all these cleaning supplies to make sure everything's clean. And that was and that was the last gig, last acting gig I was on. But yeah, they found a way to just shoot everything in the same room because they cleaned the, this one room, and so they did all the interrogation scenes just in this one room. And the camera, you know, the camera and the crew were kind of far away. They picked a bigger table so the actors were a bit further away from each other. Um, and their crafty was 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 in things that were that could be wiped down with a with a Clorox wipe. It was all cans of sodas, uh, granola bars wrapped, rice krispie treats wrapped, so you could just wipe everything. It wasn't like a, you remember on some shoots you could reach in and grab a, a beef jerky, or, you, yeah. or or it was a box of Joe. Everybody was touching the box of Joe. This case, it was you know canned things, plastic bottle things that you can wipe down your individual bottle of water. Of things of that nature and but at this point we were also shooting at a rest it was a restaurant with a room downstairs they were still serving food we all still got food from the kitchen but you could tell the waitress uh the the servers had you know rubber gloves and gowns and maybe it wasn't masks at the time but right. it was rubber gloves and they were they were they were practicing their their sanitary issues so wow. yeah that, that that's definitely you know looking at different ways of still going outside and socializing but again six to nine feet of course i'm a bit of a psycho when it comes to um always multiplying everything by one and a half so they say six feet i'm gonna do i'm gonna do nine uh my wife my wife had a c-section with the kids so they were telling her six weeks recovery i said no nine i'm gonna take care of all the stuff around the house and and of course she is breastfeeding or she's pumping or she's making bottles and she's feeding the kid. But, but other than that, you know, like who's going to do the laundry, I'm going to do the laundry. Well, I can start doing stuff now. No, I know they said six weeks. I'm going to multiply by one and a half. It's going to be nine, nine weeks. They say six feet social distancing. We should probably just do nine because you can't be, yes, you can be too safe. It is possible to be just too safe. That's going to make you nuts. But it's a weird math that I, that I always do in my head, you know, like as a producer rounding up to, as a producer, as a crew member rounding up money needed to, to, to produce a show rounding up days and hours of the day to produce a scene, to produce a shot, things of that nature. Sure. So that, that's always been the case for me. Um, yeah. Might as well be prepared for all situations, you know? Absolutely. Better safe than sorry. And you have some cr critics out here like, oh, masks are stupid. Yeah. Well, I think most counties are requiring masks now. Now you'll get a fine or something. I don't, I don't really know what the case is, but I always have the mask. I always have the glove. It's better safe than sorry. Yeah, maybe the mask isn't necessary, but it wouldn't hurt to take the extra time just to wear it just in case. Yeah, so. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we're in that for sure. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll move on to my next point, which would be, is there a film or a series or maybe a book or a series of films or series of books that you've been reading, you've been watching, you've been binge watching during this shut in that have, that definitely stand out. I mean, they just entertained you or they inspired you or they, you know, they just helped you get through a rough day or what have you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, I think now more than ever, like having content, original content and just, um, you know, content on streaming platforms, Hulu, Netflix, you know, mm -hmm. YouTube, that stuff is crucial right now. I think that, like you were saying before, and to kind of uh, hark back to that point about how um, those sorts of, I guess, that kind of content as a whole is really keeping us sane in a time where we're not sure what's happening next and mm -hmm. really don't know what the future holds or what, you know, uh, is going to happen two weeks from now, or maybe even, you know, a couple of days from now. And um, I will say that is something that has definitely kind of kept me grounded because I know, okay, I'm going to clean today and I'm going to listen to this podcast. It's, it's going to help me, you know, I'm learning X, Y, and Z. I'm staying mm -hmm. abreast of, something that doesn't involve what's going on regarding, you know, COVID, Corona, um, because 
it's so easy to just sort of become immersed and engulfed in what we're going through right now and to take a step back and just sort of engage the other side of our brain creatively and um, you know in that regard is so crucial and I'd say in terms of what I've been watching um, it's kind of been I, there's actually two series that I've been watching one is actually um, called High Fidelity and oh, yeah. it's series adaption um, of the film that came out back in, I think it was the early 2000s with John Cusack. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, this is now this is, uh, I'm sorry, this is um, Hulu, right? High Fidelity is on. Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw, I saw advertisements. So yeah, it's a, it's a series. Yeah. It's like a series reboot on Hulu of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And basically it's actually um, what they did was, really really cool it's kind of transformative in terms of the protagonist which is rob female character and they have her um basically she's a record store owner as well similar to john cusick's character but it kind of highlights a lot of her relationships mm -hmm. and um what she's sort of experienced in, in a series of flashbacks and also interactions with her employees who happen to be some of her best friends and also um, interactions with those who have been her biggest heartbreaks and it's done in a really kind of witty but also has a little bit of a indie sort of hipster vibe to it as well um, it takes place in New York City so uh, I kind of liked it's kind of like a very 21st century sort of take on mm -hmm. you know like relationships music life and how that all sort of threads together um, so that's, that's been one of the series that I actually binged. I watched the entire first season because there's there only one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it really makes you think um, because she's not a perfect character. You know, she's got a lot of flaws. She's definitely, I'd say she can almost be antagonistic in terms of um, how she conducts herself. But at the end of the day, it's sort of a realization about what really matters and just being there for the people that you care about. Okay. High fidelity. I'm going to have to check that out. I have Hulu. So, and then, and yeah, I saw the advertisements for it, added it to my watch list, but so much stuff, you know, like there's one or two things that me and the wife have to watch. And then there's the, the things that, that I don't binge watch that there's things that I binge watch alone. There's things that I keep up with, you know, uh, I'm, I still watch wrestling. I'm 40 years old. I still watch pro wrestling. <laughs> I'm a fan of uh, the AEW brand, not the WWE brand. Uh, AEW is the competitor of WWE and, and they're on TNT. And, and just seeing that they're still competing, uh, right. but they, I guess they, they, I guess they, they gutted their headquarters and they built, you know, the ring in there and they have a small, small set of seating and they have other wrestlers. Right as the audience and so they cut their they cut their wrestling roster in half i guess they're i i assume they're testing them um before every uh before every wednesday uh taping uh and it's live so i i'm i guess they're i guess they're tested the day before and the day of and they have some of the big names that still wrestle every once in a while then they'll throw out but usually aew they would have maybe 10 matches and now I think it's cut down to five and those that aren't wrestling are kind of like the spectators now. And they found a, they found a unique way to work around an empty stadium and still keep the brand going, still keep the wrestling happening, still keep the soap opera storylines and the characters going and building and, and things of that nature. And so it's That's really great that they're still able to find a way to make do considering what's happening, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I only assume WWE is still doing the same thing, but I just fell off of, WWE, I know it is WWF. I just kind of fell off with that. Um, I'm not sure how much into wrestling you are or were, but uh, um, you know, back back in my days, it was WCW NWO versus WWF, and I was always on the WCW side. And now that AEW is blowing up, it's kind of like the new WCW. It's AEW, All Elite Wrestling. So, you know, I've been, you know, there's shows like that that new episodes are weekly, yeah. and then you have shows like High Fidelity where I assume Hulu dropped the whole series out at once. Yes. 
but some but but there's another show that Hulu has called Little Fires Everywhere that me and the wife are watching. Yeah, I but, actually seen the previews for that. But they drop, but but it, it shows like that or hands or Handmaid's Tale that they drop new they drop new episodes weekly. It's not the whole thing, and so Hulu kind of does fifty fifty where they might do a release like Netflix does. Netflix drops everything at once, and you can binge watch it or take your time. Um, Hulu might drop everything at once for you to binge watch, or they they just drop new episodes weekly, and it's it's hard to figure that out sometimes. And that's, I guess, my one beef with Hulu's. I don't know which one is. I'm like, where's the next episode? Oh, that's the weekly release one, or something like that. Right. But uh, yeah, Little Fires Everywhere. I'm watching pro wrestling. I I, I watch every once in a while. Um, there's there's a whole slew of things that that me and wife are watching together. There's a there's stuff that me that me and the, me and her watch separately. And and uh, yeah, I was gonna ask you just because I mean, because you off, but I was curious. If you've, um, because I'm sure you've seen the previews, it actually was released, I think, I want to say maybe it was sometime last year, but have you, you know, being a filmmaker, being an actor yourself, I don't know if you've seen or watched Barry. Barry, yes, yes. Yeah. Love, love Barry. I think it's hysterical. And uh, not that I'm a hitman or an assassin <laughs> or like a private mercenary, but I think it's, I think it's funny um, you, you mentioned that because my acting career started, I've been doing crew for 15 years, but my acting career started after I enlisted in the DC Army National Guard as kind of like a side job, like a, like a side side hustle. Um, I was still doing full-time freelance crew work, but then someone said, you know, Sirens, Storyhouse, they always want detectives. They always want military. They always want cops and things of that nature. And in the in the military in the national guard i'm an mp military police so i just took that i took that and made that as basically as my acting school and and i thought it was funny that in barry he's kind of taking his demons he's taking his experiences as like you know an assassin and a hitman and putting that into his roles into his acting craft yeah yeah i i, I thought barry was hilarious and i think they came out with a second season already but i don't think i've seen the second season no I've not either, actually. Okay. And truth, truth be told, I actually haven't finished the first yet. I'm about four episodes in. So um, speaking of, I watched it a little bit last night. But uh, yeah, it's interesting how you mentioned using kind of your own backgrounds mm -hmm. uh, with the National Guard and I guess using that going forward with, you know, potential roles and like, I guess, parallels to Barry. He's using mm -hmm. his demons. He's using, I guess, just that struggle that he has that that inner war within him doing mm -hmm. something that he's always done that he doesn't necessarily he does not like doing but he feels obligated for fukes you know for himself you know for sometimes just survival purposes um to take care of but you know he's he's launched into this entirely new world that um makes him access a side of himself that he really never even considered before, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it serves as, you know, an artistic outlet and an emotional outlet that he's not allowed to show to his handler or to his clients as an assassin. He's able to go to this acting class and just let loose and dump all his demons out on the table for people to maybe be entertained by or to be moved by. Precisely. Yeah. 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 And so, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, exactly. Like, you know, his coach tells him, where are you? Like, what space are you in? And he kind of has that episode where he's supposed to be at a grocery store, you know, going right. down the aisle. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, what are you looking for? And he's like, soup. And he's like, what does that look like? What are you? And, you know, he's having to sort of get into his own head. Um, and I think there's such a, I think for Barry especially, there's sort of this disassociation, like disassociating from what he did with who he was. Um, it was a part of him, but he never really thought about how anything really would impact him. And now he has to think about it all the time, you know? Um, creating space uh, in terms of his own needs and his own wants mm -hmm. and, 
that also comes to form in the term, in terms of relationships, um, in terms of connecting with people in an emotional way, uh, actually bridging that gap between what he's doing cognitively and cognizantly, and then also how that affects him emotionally and really becoming aware of those two things. And I think, yeah, I think he, he didn't realize how much he needed that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was almost like therapy to him without getting caught, you know, as, <laughs> as, as far as, you know, his illegal activities, it was almost like, you know, therapy to him. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a an awesome show. It's unique, unique character interactions and definitely, yeah, definitely, you know, profound on, on a lot of levels. Um, well, I guess, you know, that'll, that'll move into my next point, which would be what's, what was, what is your next agenda or next set of goals or plans or, or just one goal, one plan, but generally your next agenda for say the next two months, hmm. say, say we're still quarantined. You know, that's a really good question. I remember like reading your points and that was what I was thinking about because I think so many people, I think we're kind of split or polarized. I think there's one camp that's like, I'm just trying to make it through tomorrow and, and I don't even know what tomorrow holds and all I can do is control today. And then there's the other side of the coin where it's like, I need to have a long-term plan. I want to know what I'm doing throughout the next couple of months because that'll help me, I guess, sort of just stay grounded. I can control something. Yeah. And I found myself sort of being in the middle between those two camps. Um, I find that <laughs> uh, I've sort of taken on a lot of like my own projects, like personal projects uh, in terms of something that's small, maybe things that I put off for so long. You know, cleaning up my car, for instance, like as actors, like traveling around, like I've, I'm guilty oh, of yeah. just letting things build up, not, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm sure you know, like, yeah, I'll throw this wardrobe in here. I'll like, you know, this, this item will just be on my backseat for two months, whatever. And mm -hmm. now you're actually having to look and stare that down and say, okay, I have no excuse now. Yeah. And so that is something that, um, I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to take this day to clean and vacuum out my car. And so that was something I like kind of delved into, I guess, maybe a week or two into quarantine. But in terms of long-term, I've started thinking like, what do I see for myself um, in the next couple of weeks? And the biggest thing I think quarantine has like, and COVID as a whole has really taught me is just trying to be the best version of myself, you know? Um, whether that's mentally by staying mentally active in terms of like reading. And I've tried to get back into that and really like sink my teeth into some great literature. Like I was just talking with a friend about some like F Scott Fitzgerald short, you know, short stories. Um, one is called winter dreams, kind of like a great Gatsby um, influenced story. Mm. And just trying to keep those juices flowing, especially as actors and creatives, like it's, it's kind of imperative. Yeah. Um, and so that's been one thing and, and getting, getting away from the screen and really doing something in that way has helped me feel engaged and feel like, you know, um, everything is still moving along. I can't escape it. Um, but then also, Staying physically active too is, is important. And um, I'm a very physically active person in my day-to-day -day life normally. So, um, you know, whether that be working out, dancing. Um, so I've been telling myself, I'm gonna take a walk every day for the next couple of months, um, a nighttime walk and um, talk with friends who I haven't spoken with in a while and make it a point to catch up with them and figure out what they're up to, what they're doing, what their goals are, you know, whether it be the next week, the next month, the next two months. And also stay on some sort of fitness schedule and like just, you know, make sure to, even if it's just turning on like Spotify and like dancing around like, you know, as intensely as possible for like 10, 15 minutes and then doing some like, you know, like body resistance strength training, just doing that so that way I'm, you know, just being the best version of myself physically. Um, 
and then making sure I'm out in nature too. So a lot of hiking and a lot of walking outside is that sort of thing has been really helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you raise a good point. It's tricky to, to keep that day by day mentality versus that long-term mentality. And, and, and it's tricky to keep a balance between that, but you know, to keep in mind that the, the working out every day, the dancing strength training, however, the fitness, however, the fitness regimen is daily will not only you know, get you through the day, day by day, but it's also maintaining what it is you want long-term because I've been slacking on, I've been slacking on the fitness. I got to admit with it between the kid and working on some of the side projects and trying to also fit in maybe, you know, a two mile run. I, I, I aim for anywhere between two to three mile run around my big cul-de-sac uh, residence. And I'll, I'll wake up and realize I haven't run. I haven't worked out in four days and it, but I have to remember to do that because in six months from now, I don't want to be extremely overweight. I want to be slim. I want to be trim. I'm going to be jacked for whatever role might come up. I still have to maintain physical, physical fitness standards for the national guard. I might have to, I still have to stay in shape if I'm going to be doing crew work and lifting up lights or lifting up speakers or lifting up cameras or, or whatever the case may be. And um, again, also, you know, like I like I said with these with the with the passion projects that I'm editing, I have a schedule. I have a long term schedule to finish projects, for you know releasing something afterward to then building a better opportunity and a bigger project once the floodgates open. But day by day, there's a schedule of editing the audio for episode one, then editing the video episode one, and editing the audio for episode two. And every day is this finely tuned schedule day by day gets me through the day. Editing, editing, fitness, you know, baby bottles and diapers with the kid, watching a show with the wife, go to sleep, do it again, do it again, do it again. But the next thing you know, we, me and the wife, you know, I remember in, in March, she, she was saying, when is this ever going to end? And that was March. And the next thing you know, it's April 14th and realizing throughout the day that you know i start a podcast and then hang out with her and then start a podcast then hang out with her and the kid and then watch something with her and the kid and have dinner then edit an episode and the next thing i know it's 10 o'clock time to go to bed and the days are going by because you're staying active day by day with a long-term goal and it's and and it's just systematic and just sticking with the schedule the next thing you know it's april next thing you know it's may next thing you know it's it's august and then you're going to be back on set with better acting tools in the toolbox with better self-reflection with a more positive mindset with more motivation um in my case you know maybe maybe the same but also maybe this product uh the, the, this package this pitch to to put to a studio for this other project that i'm making and yeah, yeah. so it's important to have that you know to know yeah you're working towards when you like you said when the floodgates finally open mm-hmm have that in your arsenal yeah and 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 it's important like you to keep a fine balance between the day by day versus the long term and you can make your day by day that training regimen for the long term you know there's all sorts of different you know balances to 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 make both work yeah absolutely if there was if there was one point one bit of advice one even one word that you, that for, for our viewers, uh, but generally one, you know, one point to put out there for them getting through this, what would that be? Hmm. I think the biggest thing is, cause not that I've struggled with it, but I've, I've thought about it. And I think we've all thought about it is stay in the game. Don't get too discouraged. There is a light at the end of the time. Now say that again. You froze up a little bit. You said you 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 froze up a little bit. So go back to reminding my friend. Huh? Okay. Yeah, there you are. Sorry about that. You said there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There's there's an end to everything. But I think um, I think using you know like we're just talking before 
short-term and long-term and keeping yourself grounded, knowing that, you know, this too shall pass. I mean, that is so integral and so important when living life, but also like we just talked about trying to find ways to kind of use the time that you have now to, you know, be the best version of yourself, to do what you need to do, to use a time that you normally wouldn't have had to reflect, to be introspective, to figure out what matters to you, what's important to you, how will you come out of this quarantine, you know, if you can, just a better version. But at the same time, and I think this is a really important point to make, Len, not feeling a need though, to constantly be productive. Because I think that is something that we get really caught up with in our society, and I'm guilty of this, is, oh my God, I did nothing today. I, I waste away the day. I'm just, I'm not being productive. Like my, you know, <laughs> kind of like hard to say, well, geez, you know, I, I've been squandering part of quarantine and what am I doing with myself? And, you know, I think because of our fast paced culture, we're expected to constantly be on a task, be on a schedule. And like, it makes sense. It keeps us accountable, keeps us responsible, but at the same time, you know, allowing yourself that time to just reflect and to relax and to connect with people and to just sort of be with yourself. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that we've never really had the opportunity to do in this capacity ever, you know, is to just truly be with yourself and be comfortable being alone. And I know I've struggled with that and I've had to come to terms with that, especially during quarantine is, you know, you have to love your own company to some degree and you, you know, uh, fostering that level of, uh, I, the terminology for it escapes me, but I guess like, comfortability, self-comfortability, self-love to some degree and saying, yeah, I'm okay, you know, spending time alone, walking by myself, having my own thoughts. I can still come together with those that I care about, but this is where I am right now. And you know what? It's a good place to be. And um, yeah, I'm comfortable here. Yeah, I, I to, to touch upon, to, to touch back on, it's okay to have a cheat day not just, you know, being, not just, you know, fitness wise and having like, you know, a uh, 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 big pack, stack of pancakes or a whole pizza to yourself, but, you know, like mentally and productively, it's okay to have a day off. It's okay to have a cheat day and do nothing. You just escape within yourself and just stare at a wall for hours. I mean, sometimes I've, you know, I found myself just rummaging through TikTok or Instagram at other people's stuff and just not worrying about um, my projects for maybe a day out of one out of seven days. I'll take a day to just uh, lay in bed with the wife and just cuddle and binge watch something or just binge watch nothing. Just turn that off and just, you know, just, just the, the wind through the trees outside or, or the rain against the window. It's okay. But I find myself still, not willing to like completely not do anything. I mean, uh, you know, touch upon, you know, bodybuilders because uh, having been in the military, you're surrounded by pseudo bodybuilders and, you know, there's always a cheat day here or, you know, a rest day, but, you know, within your workout regimen, there's always a rest day, but a lot of guys just want to have an active rest day. So instead of, instead of running three miles, they might just take a mile walk and just just chill just listen to music and just walk but yeah. they're still but it's still active it's an active rest day or you know so instead of instead of editing writing working out podcast i might have a day off if but if i'm but to me binge watching something on netflix is homework that's studying exactly that's yeah. so so still regardless of what i'm doing i'm having myself an active rest day or a cheat day, but it's a, but but it's a, but it's a productive cheat day. That's yeah. really important, and you uh, you touch upon a really good point, Glenn. Is um, it's it's being active through rest too. You know, um, you're still finding you're still finding some level of meaning from it, right? Mm -hmm. But it's important to have that balance. I think that's the biggest thing here is is to find that middle ground, and that's something that I've like. 
always put as an ideal for myself and it's easy to kind of get in that pattern where it's, it's all or nothing. Right. Um, right. But I think just really sort of being able to take a step back and say, you know, maybe I need this day to really kind of recuperate and just sort of think about where I want to be or, or like, just, just think about life in general or whatever it is, or to just to not think so deeply or just to kind of allow myself to like maybe journal or something or just, sit with my thoughts, sit with my emotions and maybe process. And I think that's a big thing too, is like being able to just say, okay, you know, I have all these projects I need to take care of or I want to take care of, but I need to allow myself time as well to just sort of do what I need to do for myself, for my own inner peace. And I think that's like, it's definitely crucial. Even if that is taking a walk, listening to music, you know, just reflecting, just being, being with yourself and yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, Crystal, I can't thank you enough for joining me. Is there any, any links, any socials, any uh, plugs you want to put on here uh, for yourself, for your, for your brand or for your, for your social sites, things of that nature? Yeah. You know, uh, (laughs) I need to become better with doing that with uh, social media. I find that like, I'm reluctant, like a reluctant millennial in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, YouTube, uh, I have kind of an interesting sort of uh, handle. It's a weep, as in W-E-E-P, in indigo, like the color. And um, you can find me on Instagram with that handle, uh, Facebook as well, and YouTube. So um, those are my handles and platforms. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed being a part of this podcast too. And I appreciate you having me and taking the time to, to talk about some of the stuff that's like hard hitting and really, really affecting all of us in our day to day. And yeah, just taking a second to reflect on it all. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, uh, you heard it from her, her links will be in the description below her socials, her YouTube. And, uh, for, for us here at zombie squad cast, like, share subscribe comment thumbs up hopefully not a thumbs down ring the bell for notifications and check us out next time awesome so great being a part of it glenn thank you so much for having me (laughs) thank you